What's up, everybody? We know we left you hanging for a week, and that was because I was on time off, and I was sleeping in and enjoying myself. <laughs> That's exactly why. Also, uh, we were we were trying to get this podcast out a little bit earlier, and just as we were about to start, my, my beautiful wife decided to make cake in a mug. I love how you said I'm trying to, we're trying to get it out a little earlier, as if like me not making mug cakes would have really impacted how yeah, much Yeah, it's true. They would have got it like... <laughs> 10 minutes earlier. Um, and you forgot the sugar in the cake. How'd you no, make I a cake without sugar? No, I just followed the recipe and it didn't call for sugar, so I didn't put it in. How did it, How does a cake not call for sugar? Because it's a cookie butter mug cake. So you put flour, milk, and a little bit of baking powder. Uh-huh. And then you put cookie butter. What is cookie butter? I thought... I thought that's like, is that butter? Or is that like a, is it like a peanut butter? What's like, what yeah, is cookie yeah. butter? Cookie butter is, you know, those like speculous cookies. Mm-hmm. They grind them up into a butter. Okay. So but we have cookie butter in the pantry. We do? Yeah. I got when it because I was going to experiment butter? with cookie butter cold brew. Oh, so now we're finally using it. What did the cookie butter cold brew not work out? I never even tried. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good idea. You should totally try that. I know, I know, I know. I need to attempt. Anyways. Okay. So I made this, co- I made the mug. Cake. Yeah. And listen, everybody, here's how she gives me the mug and uh, she's like, okay, don't eat it. It's really hot. Let mm-hmm. it cool off. That makes sense. Uh, and then she bites into hers after and she goes, ooh, wow, this is really mild. And I was <laughs> like, okay. And I put my fork in it and taste it. The cake has no sugar in it. I feel like I'm eating flour. Like <laughs> It has flavor. Like, wait, name all those ingredients except for cookie butter. Milk and flour and baking. That's what this tastes like. (laughs) (laughs) It tastes like milk and flour and baking something. And baking powder. The cookie butter kind of comes through. I'm thinking what I could have done, or if I make this, I mean, (laughs) I never make mug cakes. This was a very one-off random thing. But if I did it again, I would put a little bit of like cinnamon, (laughs) cinnamon sugar in it. How about that? And then the cinnamon would have kind of complemented some of the speculous cookie butter flavors and the sugar would have helped you um you talked about the avatar we've been watching avatar recently uh if you (laughs) haven't you're actually not in the minority but avatar is the most watched show on netflix right now i know it's a banger yeah and so i mean i've watched it before you've watched it before Mm -hmm. we're kind of rewatching it i've watched Um, it many times so i have a question uh if who would be the avatar of our time (laughs) who would be the avatar of 2020 if you could, if you could call oh, wow. anyone on your phone, and be like, "Hey, save us now," who would it be? Don't say Jesus. I know that we're Christians, but that doesn't make for a fun conversation. <laughs> ah, it has to be someone on my phone. No, no, not like then you have to call me. I'm the hero on your phone. No, I'm t- <laughs> if it's not me, it's your dad. That's the, that's like the two options. Uh, or your mom. She'll probably pray it away. But, uh, okay, okay, so if you could call anyone in the world, who okay. would be the avatar of 2020? Who's the avatar of 2020? Oof. This is a hard question. I feel like I always know what my answer is. My answer is always, it's the same answer even when I'm thinking If you through, say Elon Musk, I will literally get over these. <laughs> your face says you were going to say Elon Musk. It cannot be Elon Musk. He just supported Kanye West for presidency. It's not Elon Musk. Okay, Elon Musk I is wanna, not the avatar. I want to get into the presidency soon. but um, You were going to see Elon Musk, weren't you? So the person I'm going to say is... 
Also, my answer for if aliens invaded, who do we send to fight? Like, suppose an alien race showed up, and we it's gladiator style. Mm-hmm. Like, we send one, they send one, and our representatives duke it out, and then whoever wins gets Earth. Okay. It's the same answer. Is it still Elon Musk? No. Who is it? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> that is the guy who will definitely represent He's the humanity. Avatar? He is, I think so, I think so. And he's not like, I know he's not like an airbender, like he's not light on his feet, but like, I, I think if, like you, you know in Thor Ragnarok, when uh-huh. Thor is fighting the Hulk, mm-hmm. if there's an alien on the other side and we have to put one human in that gladiator arena to mm-hmm. fight for all of humanity, yeah, the Rock 10 out of 10 times, I don't know who else I'm picking. I guess I didn't even think about the Avatar as like a military force, I thought more of it as like a peacekeeping force. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, I, I still think The Rock will get it done. Yeah, maybe. He, he'd check Trump. He'd be like, listen here, Jabroni. <laughs> and then, and then uh, <laughs> give him the rock bottom. And then... <laughs> the rock bottom. Uh, that's funny. And then maybe a reasonable Republican will step up to the plate. Actually, how, who, how is Pence? Is he good or bad? I don't know. I don't... In the four years Trump has been president, I've literally never heard anything... He's done. Like, I have no opinion on Pence, whether he's good or bad. So, I mean, the same way I had no opinion on Biden when Obama was the president. I guess, like, VPs are just quiet nobodies. Yeah, that's how I feel about him. I know he's gotten flat because his wife works at a school that doesn't allow homosexual students. You can still do that in America? <laughs> I guess. What? Or something like that. Something weird where it's like, it's a religious school, and it's, like, discriminatory in some way. What? Yeah, I know there was, like, some controversy there. I'm, oh I could be totally gosh. biffing that situation. But that's all I really would know about him. That's, that he's, like, staunchly I know homophobic. He's ve- oh, I thought I was going to say very Christian, which, unfortunately, mm-hmm. there's some overlap there. But, uh... Yeah, he, like, doesn't... I think he, like, follows the Billy Graham rule and, like, won't be in rooms with women if his wife's not there or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have thoughts on that. I mean, I think just think that's a hard way to live your life. <laughs> I think you won't go into a lot of rooms that way. <laughs> that's true. It's true. I mean, I okay. In the time that it happened, I respect it because mm-hmm. it was it was this moral showing of here's how I'm going to maintain my moral integrity. Mm-hmm. And so I actually I respect it in that era. I I feel for myself. I'm like I think it's it's problematic in this era because it I think it sends two messages. Number one. Men that men can't control themselves. Mm. That's a that's a lie. That's not true. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is that women are inherently dangerous. Yeah. And I'm like, those are two unbiblical things. And true. I think, yeah. So I definitely. I mean, you can't hate on Billy Graham, and I and I don't genuinely. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't have a criticism for it. But I think that that Billy Graham rule of, as a man, I will never be alone with a woman. I'm like, Ugh, that seems kind of. I don't know. I, I don't like I don't like two of the principles that that boundary stands on. Totally. Yeah. Anyway, totally. just my thoughts. Totally. So do you have, no, your, do you have your avatar? I don't see. That's the thing. I, if I'm looking at it as like a peacekeeper, I'm like, I don't know who's like who's keeping the peace out there. Right Would you now? raise the dead and get bring back like Nelson Mandela or something? He was an avatar. Jeez. We were, I was reading about him the other day. We were talking about it mm-hmm. and just the level of at which he was able to rise above when he was perfectly valid to stay in his pain. Hmm. And he chose to forgive again and again and again. Whew. That, 
Oh, I can't even imagine. And he wasn't even like, it wasn't even like religious. It wasn't even any. I wondered, is he Christian? No. He's not Christian. No, it wasn't any religion that led him towards the radical forgiveness at which he lived his life. That's crazy. I had no yeah. clue. I thought Nelson Mandela was Christian. No. I realize I like it, uh, this is going to be embarrassingly ignorant. There's there's so much about Nelson Mandela I don't know. I feel like most of what I know, obviously I know he went to jail. I know he was a president. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I feel like I know what he sounds like because I hear Trevor Noah put on a Nelson Mandela voice. Oh, okay. And I don't even think only, I've ever heard that. Yeah, I don't know how he actually sounds. I just know how Trevor Noah sounds yeah. when he's imitating. It was insane. I don't know. Oh, I saw this thing. Someone put like just like a post on Instagram or something about how and and it was one of those like stories. So about Nelson Mandela written in his first person that he was like telling the story to someone. And I was like, okay, did he really say this? Did this really happen? And it led me into this rabbit trail because the story was saying that he was sitting at a cafe with some political leaders, with some of his security and across like in a table next to him there was a guy sitting alone eating and nelson mandela during his presidency invites this guy to come sit with him Hmm. and the guy looks really nervous and he's like shaking the whole time and just stays really quiet and eats lunch with them and then leaves and who one of nelson mandela's party said to him oh wow that guy must not have been feeling very well like did you see how unwell he looked he was so shaky and Nelson Mandela said, um, he was a guard in my prison. Whoa. And after they would torture me, I would ask for water and, and he would pee on me. Wow. And I read that story and I was like, is this real? Like, what? Jeez. And um, that story itself, I wasn't able to fact check, but the guards urinating on him was real. Hmm. Um, and there he would, he told a story, um, in a news article I was reading after I went into this, the guards of, um, so he was imprisoned on an island. I'm blanking on the island's name right now. It's like a person's name. I think it starts with an E or an R. Okay. Anyways. So it was an island, um, that this political prison was on. Right. And it was just awful conditions. The The prisoners weren't allowed to talk to each other. If they were found with a newspaper on them, they would get solitary. Um, they were used for manual labor consistently. Um, the guards would just demoralize them, beat them, everything. So it wasn't uncommon for the guards to take a group of them out and they'd ask them to dig a ditch six feet deep. And then once they were, once the prisoners had dug, the dug ditch. their ditch, they were told to get inside to get in the ditch. It's essentially mimicking like bar- digging Burying your own themselves, grave. Yeah. yeah. And then um, the guards would pee on them. Jeez. And then they would say, fill the hole and come back. And, and he, in the article, it said it happened for a period of time every Thursday. So I don't know how long that period of time was. Sure. But there was a period of time when that happened every Thursday to Nelson Mandela. And he invited his guards to his um, 
ceremony when he was sworn in as presidency. And not and what a flex, but not in a malicious <laughs> way, not in a petty way. Because uh, yeah, someone yeah, yeah. asked him about it, right, and he right, said, right. "Oh no, no, no! Like, it, it wasn't petty at all. It was his way of extending forgiveness." Jeez. And even the lengths at which he went to to literally bridge the gap between deeply racist, horrible people, right? Um, and the the African community, well, they're all Africans, but the the black community in South Africa, like he, the president before him, not the president before him. I'm so sorry. Um, the architect, they they quote him as the architect of apartheid. He had passed away by the time Nelson Mandela was president, but his wife was still alive, and they lit. His wife lived, um, and I'm assuming the man too when he was alive in a whites only community. And when Nelson Mandela was president, he went to this community and had tea with her as a, as a sign of like, it's over. Yeah. Like we're, we're burying the hatchet. He, the rugby team, he fiercely supported the rugby team, even though it was an all white team and had right. been only an all white team. Yeah. This but, is the Invictus, like the movie Invictus. Yeah. It's about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it was just so many cool things like that where I was like, who the lengths of forgiveness that he would go to it's unbelievable hey? right and yeah. and no one like he had a superhuman ability to right. forgive and and since then you know the president after him was did not believe in the same level of forgiveness right and and i think that it did cause some tensions um but he just understood the importance of if we're gonna bridge this gap if we're gonna go right. from apartheid to every person is equal. Forgiveness is the only bridge. It's the only way. Right. Because what he knew that was a risk was if we don't, and and it's so unfortunate. It's deeply unpopular. Like I think of like, imagine such a, uh, imagine such a voice today. Yeah. Like imagine the, imagine a, uh, like an Indian chief puts on a redskins hat and and just yeah calls his people to forgive America. Yeah. That's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And and there is And a- obviously it was even more uh, yeah, well, more time has passed but so but in some ways it's similar but Mandela was fresh. Like it was it yeah. was it was in living time that yeah. that all this was happening. And and he actually said because he was thrown into prison um, he was never violent towards people, but he was thrown into prison because of his leadership of an organization and ANC, African National Party, ANP. Okay. Guys, I'm so sorry. I don't know the exact acronym. Um, but it was a political party they formed, mm. you know, for black rights and black freedom. And um, they were not violent towards people, but they were very strategic. And so they would, you know, disable um, weapons that would have been used against them. They were strategic on um, destroying property um, that Hmm. could have, you know, harmed them. So he got arrested for his involvement in that, his leadership, his national leadership. And he went into prison, a young, somewhat angry guy. Hmm. And it was in prison that he realized 
the power of forgiveness and what needed to be done in that environment and in the environment of being tortured like they were only allowed one letter a month from a loved one um they weren't allowed visits they were very hard to get visits the letters themselves were able to be censored by guards Hmm. so they would be so censored you couldn't even read what your loved one was trying to tell you. The only letters Nelson Mandela ever got that weren't censored were two letters, one talking about how his mother passed, the other talking about how his brother passed. Jeez. Those were the only uncensored ones because they knew it would devastate him. And and you're living in it in that strict and demoralizing conditions. Conditions. And he comes out the other side when he's finally released through a national campaign, which I have to say, America was silent on apartheid apartheid until public favor kind of swung swayed in their direction yeah, swayed yeah. enough that they were like you have to say something right um and when he was finally released he came out ready hmm. he was just he was in ready to different man. he was a different man and i was so blown away by reading it just going through, I was just reading news articles and um, all of that stuff about his time in prison and a little bit of what his early presidency years were. And I was thinking to myself, like, one, we're in a very interesting time that somewhat parallels that, um, you know, that that need for racial reconciliation. And we can talk about the term racial reconciliation and whether that's a beneficial term for this time or not. But... I was just so struck by it. And I was like, oh, even in my own heart, how can I continue to forgive mm. oppressors that maybe I haven't even personally been oppressed by, but I felt the weight of that for my brothers and sisters. Um, and then too, just like how can learning from Nelson Mandela in this time not diminish pain by any means? Because that's, that, that's not what he did. Right. But he invited people to come to the table and they had these like race talks Mm. where people could come and share their pain in a really healthy way. And and the government facilitated that. Interesting. You know, and um, how can we do that? How can we facilitate talks, let pain be heard and, and grieved? And then how can we allow ourselves to heal. And and I, I say ourselves, and I, I don't mean to speak for any person other than me, but, you know, that's, I, don't, I just, Nelson, I think Mandela, like, he knew something that we all need to know right now. What's that book that he is, what's his autobiography? Is it like a long? I have no idea what it's called. A long walk in freedom or something. I can't remember. Anyway, I should read it. We up. should read it. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be it, dope. It was really interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting because I feel like the call to forgive has can only come from an internal conversation, though, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Like you mm-hmm. can't. It's not helpful for. For me to say it. Like uh, yeah, you can't as the like yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah that makes sense yeah you can't as the group oppressing another one yeah or or um. Even if you're not actively oppressing, the group that is representative of the oppressors, you can't yeah. be like, well, you just need to forgive. Like, yeah. it's not, that's not actually helpful. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, for your own sake, when you find yourself in 
being wrong to buy someone above you, the only way forward for you is forgiveness. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's huge. That's powerful. He would be the avatar. He is the avatar. Yeah. I'm picking The Rock still. Listen. I think The Rock would whoop Nelson Mandela. There's Physically? No, yes. Nelson well, Mandela duh. doesn't stand a chance. But that's not what the point of The Avatar against is. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The point of The Avatar is Homie, keeping the peace. Dwayne Johnson has... Um, he has been friends with King, uh, King Kong, not actually King Kong, Rampage. You know, Ram, remember the movie Rampage? Uh-huh. I never saw it. What is it about? So, remember the video game where there's like... No, already going to say no. <laughs> no, the old, old Nintendo game where there's uh, a wolf... Um, no, I don't remember this at all. A, a dinosaur reptile thing and an ape. Nope, and never. it's called never Rampage. Never you heard know, of it. What? Uh-uh. Okay. Anyway, it's on the original Nintendo. Mm. And... They make a movie where The Rock is friends with a monkey, and the monkey gets this weird drug and turns into a giant one. So The Rock has been in Fast and Furious. He knows how to drive cars. He knows how to catch fast people. He knows how to be friends with giant monkey. Can I just he, let you know that was all fake? He knows how to. He knows how to be in other worlds like Jumanji. There's <laughs> honestly, I'm still going with The Rock. He's the man who can save us. Well, that's my vote. That's your vote. That's my what vote. What vendor is he? Rockbender. He's the rock. Eh, LOL. I didn't even like, think about that. He's an earthbender. He's an earthbender. What bender uh, would Nelson Mandela be? A peacebender. They're all supposed to be peacebenders. That's no, the point of the he'd, avatar. He'd be air. Air is the most peaceful tribe. I don't know. Water's pretty peaceful. Water had some bad dudes. Who? It had the blood boiling, the blood <gasps> bending lady. I forgot about that. They never had no bad waterbenders? I don't believe that. I mean, I'm sure they did. Earth Kingdom had some bad people. Earth Kingdom definitely had some bad people. Fire was majority bad people. Yeah. And it's water, like water had its bad apples, I think. I'm assuming. I don't actually know. Mm. Um, uh, we, we, book some, we book some flights in Faith. We're going to the States. Uh, we, yeah, we, we, yeah, we were planning on, on driving to the States in November. So this isn't like happening next week. This is like a in faith trip that we're going to get to go on later. In November. Yeah. And, um, I'm kind of glad. It's five months away. It's five months away. That's and it's, it? Yeah. Well, I was going to say five months is that long away and that short away. And it's still so shaky. Like yeah. you should be able to know if you're going somewhere in five months. So, okay. So we found out that the land and sea border is closed, but the air border is actually still open. Uh-huh. Um, in, going into America. You can go into America, but Americans can't, can't come, come into, into Canada. Canada. Now you miss Natalie are a permanent resident. I'm free. So you're free. So that's how that works out. Um, but yeah, like we're, we're going oh, to Thanksgiving. I also saw this thing that if you're a, cl- a, a family relative. That uh, counts? You can come into Canada. So, so you technically, come in family, family listening, you could come into Canada. Yeah. Actually? Yeah, yeah. They're oh, allowing wow. families to come visit. But that's oh, it. that's awesome. But you have to quarantine for 14 days. Right, right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. And And you better obey that too because they're sending like private eyes to check up on you because you have to have like your your you have to have when you come you'll mm-hmm. have to tell them where you're staying address wise mm-hmm. and they're checking they're using like private eyes to does like self-quarantine include like walks around the neighborhood like can you still do those or no i don't know i'm not too sure we should yeah we will we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there but we're flying because 
flights are so cheap. Yeah, they're like dirt cheap. Because normally this flight would cost like five fifty, right? Is that that was like the normal? No, yeah, five eighty yeah. was well, the yeah, normal. Yeah, something like that, almost six hundred bucks. And we got both of our tickets um, for four hundred and eighty. Yeah. So it was less than half price. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Two fifty. Yeah. Two forty so, for uh, one ticket from yeah. Toronto to Savannah, Georgia. Now we did buy the cancellation insurance, which was probably wise. Yeah. I don't even can't even believe I was trying to cheap out there. I was like, we I, go yeah, you're. I was like, <laughs> we, wow. it's fifteen bucks a ticket. Like, I know <laughs> for thirty bucks in a, in these crazy times, and I was trying to. I realized that I'm. I'm very optimistic with people in uh-huh. general. I'm very optimistic in situations in general. Uh-huh. And I learned that person. if you have an overly optimistic personality, one of the downsides uh-huh. is you don't do health checkups and stuff. Oh. And so you end up dying because you just don't, <laughs> you just don't get like your regular checkups that are yeah. catch the normal things that, that endanger you in your 40s. And so... There you go. You're done. Yeah. And I realized this when... Uh, oh, I got new glasses, by the way, which you hate. Do I don't hate them? hate them. Okay, I like them, but you, I think they'll grow on you. But I got new glasses, and they're like, oh, do you want to do 30, a $30 test? And you can check for, like, these four different eye diseases, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. And it was because it was 35 bucks. And then I realized in that moment when I was sitting in the chair, I was like, I should have paid that 35 bucks, not because I'm afraid of having an eye disease, but because... It's that attitude that will kill me <laughs> randomly at like age 43 because I didn't check out that random thing. What's so funny is that I got my eyes done two days later and we hadn't discussed whether you had done right. that thing or not. And they asked me, oh, do you want to get these extra scans? It could be upwards of $70 because it was like 35 slash 70 and it was like dependent upon something. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll pay whatever, you know, give me the test. Turned out to only be fifty because of Corona or something, and then insurance paid for it. Um, so it didn't end up being anything. So I didn't even. Yeah, it was free. I was saving my free money. <laughs> I was like, oh, totally. Yeah, tell me. And then like, so she took. It takes a photo of your eye, and then she showed me the photo of my eye, and like you go through the whole eye. And oh, she that's shows worth you thirty-five bucks. It was really cool. That sounds like an adventure. I should go back. It was yeah. You should have done it. It was actually really cool. And so she found out. She's like, oh, it's really good that you did these scans because now we'll know a baseline for the future as you continue because you have squiggly arteries in your left eye, and, and that's. You know, I'm not worried about it because you're healthy, but like that normally is a sign of high blood pressure, but it's it's not in your right eye, da da da. And now we know that's just how your eye is. Oh my gosh. And yada, yada. And I should have got this test. It was really interesting. And yeah. then it would help you, like it would, it could help you show if you have diabetes. And so I was like, yo, you tell me I don't have diabetes? And she's like, well, you, if you had diabetes, it's, it's, to under control because if it wasn't under control, then you'd see this and da 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 da. All in your eyes. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's kind of crazy. So I did that. And I'm fit as a fiddle. So you're fine. You're okay. 0 for 4 on those diseases that were test, yeah. tested. She said I, I could potentially still have them. But, but, but they <laughs> but just didn't under, show up in my eye. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. But yeah, I realized actually, okay, I, I actually should be taking better, better, like, not care of myself. Yes, yes care of yourself. Yes, care of myself. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking for. I don't know what the other <laughs> phrase you were searching for I don't is. know either. I don't know either. Oh, uh, that's funny. No, I feel like when, when I get those optional checkups, I yeah. should do them because yeah. they're, I, I, by personality, I won't do them. Yeah. Because I'll just assume that everything's okay. I have noticed that about you because I have been petitioning, like, you need to go to the dentist. You need to go to the dentist. Yeah, I don't go to the dentist. I haven't gone in years. Yeah. 
Oh, and I started getting this pain. Oh, I meant this bring, meant to bring this up like three podcast episodes ago. Or, no, probably like what? five. Probably realistically, there's something I should. Natalie, there's something I need to tell you. What's happening? I was supposed to tell you like two months ago. Um, What's like wrong legitimately, with you? actually, two months ago, I started getting this pain, this ache in the back of one of my teeth, and and this was shortly. This was like a month after me saying like, this is after for a month straight of me saying nah i don't gonna go to dentist i don't need to go to dentist and then this dull pain would shoot up it would this dull ache and pain started popping up in one of my teeth how consistent i don't know like probably every day is it still there no it went away i don't know it's not there right now so i don't gotta go to the dentist you got a cavity. I know you got cavities. I can see them. <laughs> you can't see cavities. I, you can. If they're that, if they're as bad as yours are, you can see them. You don't know what you're talking about. I don't have cavities. A cavity is when... I haven't I, had a cavity in the last six years. Because you haven't gone to the dentist <laughs> in six years. Okay. I'm pulling a Trump. If we don't test for corona, we ain't no corona. <laughs> if we don't go to the dentist, ain't no cavity listen, in my mouth. Listen, I'm, I want to bet right now, when you go to the dentist, which who knows when that'll be slightly because of corona... Um, I think there some of them are open. Mm, okay. Um, how many cavities do you think you'll have? Zero. I think you're <laughs> gonna have at least four. Four? I'll shake you. On okay, that. we'll go. We'll do the over under on four. So if it's three or less, uh-huh. you owe me fifty bucks of fun money. Fifty. Five dollars. Okay. Five. Okay, betting is not okay, people, but we're just doing it for funsies. It's, but plus, we share the same money. It's all we're betting our own money. <laughs> yeah, it's our own money. So five dollars of fun money. Okay. So. If it's three oh, or less, if three it's, or less, I owe you five. Four or more, you owe me five. Yes, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. And if it's zero, I get a bonus for ten. And if it's seven, you get a bonus for ten. Deal. Done. We, we're shaking right now. That's okay. a deal. Um, that sounds good. Uh, I'm I, nervous for you. <laughs> what's that? I said I'm nervous for you. Um, oh, oh, presidential campaign. Yeah. You know when you're playing Street Fighter. You don't play video games. No, it, it used yeah, to play. It used to play on the arcade. Uh-huh. I never played at the arcade. I'm not old enough. But um, <laughs> if someone, if you were playing and someone put a quarter in, uh-huh. or if someone took up the controller and just pressed start, uh-huh. it would interrupt your fight and it would say, "Here comes a new challenger." In the presidential race, my boy Kanye Picked put a put a quarter in the controller and said, "Here comes a new challenger." Yes, he did. He said, "Welcome to the good life." He said, "He's coming through the wire." He said... Yeah, you got more? I, I, I wish I did. <laughs> he said, we on this ultralight beam. <laughs> we on this ultralight beam. Uh, he said, he's saying, uh, this is the life of Pablo. Oh, I like that one. Uh, he's saying, uh, that's just the way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, our boy Kanye West has entered. Um, the entered. Chat. Uh, entered he's the entered. Chat. Yeah, he's entered the chat, and he has my vote. Yeah. So me and Elon Good Musk. Good thing you don't have a vote. And neither does Elon Musk because he's Good South African. Good thing neither of <laughs> you guys have a vote. Elon and me got your back, Kanye. I just want to put that on record. Is Elon not a U.S. citizen? He's South. Well, he's born in South Africa. But so. if you're a citizen, you can vote. Oh yeah, I forget you can get citizenship later. Yeah. Um, maybe he probably maybe he isn't. He might be though. Who knows? Anyway. Who knows? Anyway, Kanye West has entered the chat, and okay, are you gonna vote this time around? I'm okay. Duh! It's I'm my civic Canadian. duty slash responsibility. Right. So it's your opportunity. It's your. It's uh, not a privilege, privilege. It's a right. It's your privilege. It's, it's a right. My right. 
Some would say responsibility. I would say responsibility. I would say burden right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would say burden. I would not. I I I actually don't think this is the hypothetical, yeah. and my American friends are probably going to crucify me for this, but yeah. like, I don't think I could vote in good conscience this year, if I was American. This is my only saving grace is that I just get to ask the Lord, and whoever He tells me in good conscience, I pick that person. And, uh, and if he gives me the opportunity to choose, I'll just choose whatever <laughs> one makes me feel the least guilty. Okay, so say it's Kanye, Trump, and Biden. Who would you uh, vote for? I couldn't vote for any of them. If it was legit, if I had to press no, you. No, because first of all, there is a third-party candidate, and her name is Joe Johnson, I believe. She's a libertarian. Okay. Because um, right now she sounds like a man. <laughs> She's blonde and cute. Okay. Um, but Kanye won't be on the ballot. No, we. I mean, we did the math, but let's, like, don't squash the fun. Okay, if no, you had to vote. Literally, it gives me anxiety thinking about the ramifications of a real Kanye vote. I know, it would be terrifying. I could never actually vote for Kanye. No, and what the epitome of, like, the reason why you couldn't vote for him is, like, playing out right now. So he tweets out that he's going to run for president, but he's made zero official steps towards being on the ballot. He's actually already missed the deadline for three states to be on the ballot. So it's three states he won't even be able to be on the ballot. The other deadline is coming up this week for like five more states. Yeah, so it, Kanye, it, it ain't actually happening. It ain't happening, Kanye. No. So he's, we'll, a college, he's a presidential dropout. <laughs> That's a new album right there. LOL. What he's doing is just Trumpifying his own his self by doing exactly what Trump With does. Even less action than Trump. Which is so annoying. And but, okay, suppose he actually entered the chat at the right time. Could you vote for Kanye in any circumstance? What would it take for you to vote for Kanye? I could. I could vote for Kanye in some circumstances. What would it take? It would take a real, legitimate, well-run campaign. I would vote for Kim way faster than Kanye. If Kim ran, I feel like I would too. If Kim ran, I would be down because she's actually like done the lawyer thing and yeah, like yeah, has yeah. gotten some some uh, what is it called? Like when you have a bad trial and you're in jail for wrongful, you're wrong. Oh, she's gotten like people released. She's gotten people. She yeah. set she set the captives free, man. She set the so captives listen, free. I would vote for Kim K. Well, I don't know if I, I, I okay. All right, fine. If it was Kim K, Biden or Trump. And you have the ballot in front of you, and the person behind you is like, hurry up, lady, and you have to, like, check one box. I think I, I, think I, I, I think I could do Kim K. I don't appreciate everything she stands for. However, I do feel like there's more going on behind the surface than she lets on for her reality show. Mm. And she has actually proven herself to be, like, she's working behind the scenes. Like, she's actually, like, getting her law degree so she can actually be a lawyer. I don't know if she has yet. Has she? Oh, I thought she did it I don't know if she's passed the Oh, she just started an organization or something like that, right? That's getting people out? Yeah, she's got this whole, like, she's partnering with the Innocence Project and doing all sorts of stuff like that and and, um, has really petitioned to get people released and... I mean, that's more than Trump's ever done, so. <laughs> and oh, and honestly, so more funny. than Biden's ever done. That. Oh, man. So. I, yeah, I actually, like, real talk, I don't think I could vote for anyone this time around if I was mm-hmm. American. Thankfully, I don't have that responsibility or that burden. Yeah. But I think this, the, this is the, if there's any Americans listening, 
This is the time to research your local and state officials because more, even though what we have seen is that through Trump, the presidency does have a lot of weight, there are so many things that are decided on the state level that we don't realize. We often think, oh, my life, like, my life sucks. It's all the president's fault. It's like, well, actually. So wait, when you go to vote, mm -hmm. it doesn't just say, like, Biden or Trump? Like, you vote locally? You vote for a lot of things. Oh, all at once? Uh huh Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought you just, like, check one, check two. Uh, no. So. But local is where your heart's at. Well, like, local is, one, it is at some level the most important. Because many things, including things like property taxes, are decided at a municipal level. So mm. at your local level. Right. So you're going to have your the most opportunity for actual change in your little life at the local level. At the local level. Than the state level, than the federal level. Right. Now, issues you care about deeply, racism, that is going to be something that you're going to take into account when you vote for, the, for vote, your vote president. For the president. Okay. Those are things that See, can be talked about. See, that's a better system in, in, than Canada. Because, like, in Canada, like, you vote for your local person. Uh -huh. And if that if your guy wins locally, mm -hmm. that's, like, one seat or vote for the prime minister. So, for instance, oh. like, if I, want, if I want Trudeau as the prime minister, oh. but I want a conservative guy running my local stuff, yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. I actually have to, I have to vote conservative uh, and then risk... Like that, I what it like anyway. That it's sucks. like Ajax vo basically votes, yeah. and then we send Ajax like a little seat in Parliament says Ajax on it. I don't know if that's actually yeah, how it yeah. works, but yeah. So you can't vote. You can't vote your federal or your national and your local differently. Like it's all one, oh. and I don't like that. I don't like that. That's so interesting. You think that that would create more party loyalty, but there seems to be more party loyalty in the states than in Canada. Well, it's it's weird. I think people are more apt to change parties because there's also more than there's like five different yeah. options. Like yeah. uh, right. So uh, and at, on on any given year, like it's it's one or two, but sometimes a third option could win. So, yeah. um. Yeah, so there's a, I think people are willing to slide around a bit more because there's a bit more options, mm -hmm. and uh, and it's not so high stakes. So mm. like I th I find that there's probably a lot more people who are willing to vote for a losing party because they're like, well, yeah, but if if momentum builds, like this party yeah. will build over time, kind of thing. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. And Some there's and definitely like a thing in the states like don't vote third party you're throwing your vote away right yeah 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 because your vote for president in no way influences the senate the house of representatives right or your local they're all separate yeah so you could vote for half your like a couple republicans a couple democrats for right. different positions yeah 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 interesting um in some good news, Ontario has zero deaths of corona. Praise. Since in like this month or in this day? Um, I don't know. I think it's day. I think, I, I don't know. I, I saw that, I saw that one hospital has no one in ICU. I think that was Humber Amazing. Hospital, Humber Valley or something. I don't know. And then uh, Ontario just reported zero deaths. I think that's a day count. I think so. Okay. Um, which is awesome. That and, is awesome. Yeah. Sadly, in the States, it's not the same. Oh, my gosh. I saw the funniest video. Okay. Okay. I wanted to have compassion for this woman, but it was almost comical. So, you know on TikTok how you can duet? Yep. 
So someone had duetted a video of a doctor or nurse, not exactly sure, but a healthcare professional putting on their PPE for treating COVID patients. Okay. So it's like, okay, I put the tape on my cheeks to protect my face from my mask. I put my first mask on. I put my second mask on. I put my goggles on. I put my bodysuit on. I put my, you know, and it's like 10 things this person's putting on. Okay. Okay. There's no volume. The only volume is from the woman, the video on the left, which is like uh, some Karen who was talking about her experience wearing a mask. So she's recording herself in her car and she's like, she's like whining, isn't she? Oh my gosh. It is so funny. Okay. So she's like, I just had to wear a mask for 30 minutes and I can feel a difference. I, my fingers are tingling. I'm out of breath. My body's weak. This is so ridiculous. I'm mad, obviously, um, as you can tell. But this is just so ridiculous. The numbers, you guys, if you just look at the numbers, it's ridiculous that we have to wear these masks. Like, I don't understand. Nothing makes sense. Like, uh, like this is clearly affecting me, like, physically and emotionally. And this is just so ridiculous that we have to do this. And I'm so mad. And, da, da, da. and so she's, like, going on and on and on about her tingling fingers and whatever, which honestly, I'm like, it sounds like you're just having anxiety, but regardless. True. Yeah. That sounds like when I get a panic attack. Yeah, exactly. So she's like going through and I was like, yeah, we've all felt that before. Nothing to do with your mask. But so she's like complaining, complaining, complaining. And like next to her is this guy who's like putting on for war. Yeah. He's put on like three masks at this point and like all the things. And I'm like, if he can do a 12 hour shift, In that, you can wear your mask for 30 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. It's unfortunate. I, I, yeah, the polarization stuff is is hectic. I know. Um, It is hectic. America, get it together. Oh. uh, I did want to bring this up. Oh, okay. Uh, Homeboy's girlfriend, uh, Gaylene Maxwell. Jeffrey Epstein's (gasps) girlfriend got arrested. Yes. And, uh, yo, it sounds like she's going to out Urubai. Yeah. Didn't someone say, didn't you say that she had COVID? That she, they said that she had COVID? I heard that with you. I don't remember oh, who said it. it I don't know. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, so if you don't know, Jeffrey Epstein, he was a child, he was a pedophile ring, powerful billionaire yeah. who owned a, an island in the Virgin Islands. No, where was it? Bahamas? No, it wasn't yeah. Bahamas. It was some Saint Island, Saint something. Saint, Saint something Island, yeah. And uh, Saint Joseph's Island, they called it Pedophile Island. Yeah, and he basically and, and so he had this private island. He had a bunch of uh, underage women who were sex trafficked there, mm-hmm. and like powerful people, yeah, have been to this island multiple times, and yeah. and and. Evidence suggests that many of them were uh, involved with these underage girls mm-hmm. in sexual acts. Yeah. Uh, Prince Andrews from the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donald Trump's been on the island a bunch. No, maybe, but he's never. He wasn't on the flight. Manifest. No, he was on the flight. Bill law? Clinton was. Oh, Bill Clinton was on twenty three times. That guilty. Yeah, yeah. Son of a gun. But Donald Trump. Had Mar-a-Lago and Jeffrey Epstein would be at Mar-a-Lago a lot. Right, right. And yeah, one yeah. of the girls was trafficked from Mar-a-Lago. From Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, everybody who's rich and powerful and corrupt is is yeah. was buddy buddy with Jeffrey Epstein, which is yeah. 
hell. And so he gets arrested. He gets charged and arrested and then commits, quote unquote, commits suicide, allegedly yeah. commits suicide in the jail cell, even though an independent autopsy has a very a slightly different conclusion, which yeah. everyone just thinks a hit was put on him and some way. Yeah. Anyway, so... It's the one thing everyone can agree on. <laughs> yeah, the that Jeffrey the Epstein, right. that, he didn't, yeah. that he didn't kill himself. Because the right said, it's the Clintons that put it out, and the left is like, Trump put the hit out. But who knows Doesn't who matter, who cares? Out. They're all guilty. And uh, <laughs> it's, so anyway, if this, this chick better not die. Like, she cannot die. If, 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 uh, yeah. Our dad posted in the group chat, like, a couple days ago, his, and he, he said, is it too early to say Gailene didn't kill herself? I know, right? Oh, my gosh. But, uh. I know. I'm hopeful. Like, so, I, I have a question. Know. Well, okay. So, if she outs everybody. Yeah. Uh, it'll probably be some sort of exchange. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm gonna walk free if... Yeah. If I out all of these people. Do you yeah. think that's fair? I mean, like, it sucks, but I'm like... I don't know. It depends. Because, I mean, I don't think it's fair, right? But True. you have to that's weigh... That's not the right way, yeah. You have to weigh, like, is is letting one person go free for the sake of getting however many other... Right. Maybe worse offenders. Although right. I don't know how worse than her. Or just like deeply powerful, complicit, and active actors. Yeah. Like it's. Yeah, I wow. just yeah. I mean the boldness at which he like trafficked and manipulated these girls. He really didn't think he was going to get caught. No, he was deeply narcissistic. Yeah, and so it just makes me wonder. Like, so many people must have known. So many people. And oddly, I kind of think like less than you would imagine. Though I don't know. I, I have no clue how these things work. I yeah, I, I, I have no clue. Yeah, really I don't know. Anyway, she's in jail. I think that's awesome that she's in jail. I think I think she gets a deal, and I hope the deal goes through. And uh, who knows what happens? But we'll see. We'll yeah. we'll check back in, and if she commits suicide, we'll keep you guys updated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so crazy. Do you, I I have another thing. Do you want to? Do you have anything before I jump in? Oh no, go for it. I so think we... I saw the Dukes. You know the Dukes of Hazard car. Uh huh. And you know how it has the Confederate flag on top, right? Oh, yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. So, okay. I grew up as a kid, and I think I had, what, like, a Hot Wheels Dukes, Dukes of Hazard. Hazard. Uh-huh. It was given to me. Uh-huh. And then I remember my mom liked the show Dukes of Hazard. And so, like, I kind of <gasps> really? had this. Really? I think I remember. That's so yeah. random. I mean, I again, these like. are, like, early childhood memories, so I don't know, like, yeah. how legitimate some of these are. But I'm pretty sure my mom liked it once upon a time. Mm-hmm. I had the Hot Wheels car. Uh-huh. So I grew up. I don't. I never watched it myself. Uh, I just grew up thinking positively about the Dukes of Hazard, mm-hmm. But never watching the show. Never. Not yeah. even knowing what the show is about. I, I don't even know what it's about. I'm assuming uh. it's, like. Good guys, vigilante, or some cowboyish kind of like. I think they're just a bunch of hillbillies. Are like, they crime fighting hillbillies or? I don't, I don't know. Anyway, it's some sort of like show All I like that. Remember is Daisy Dukes. Right, and uh, and so I just I, I have this memory of of uh, of the Dukes of Hazard, mm-hmm. and I grew up having a positive affection towards it, hmm. and also gradually learning that the Confederate flag was a bad thing, uh-huh. but then having this conflicted thing of like. Mm-hmm. 
if that's bad, mm-hmm. but Dukes of Hazard is good, why is there a bad flag on the good guy car? Yeah. Right? And I just had this really conflicted memory. And then uh, and then I saw the news that the their owner of this museum that mm-hmm. has the Dukes of Hazard car, wow. it's in Illinois, uh-huh. said, we're not getting rid of this car. Yeah. And and then I thought to myself, yeah, you can't get rid of the Dukes of Hazard car. Mm-hmm. And then I examined my own emotional experience mm-hmm. and I realized, like... For better or for worse, because that symbol, uh, not the Confederate in a grand sense, but the mm-hmm. car mm-hmm. had a positive emotional tie to me, uh-huh. I felt defensive mm-hmm. about it being the subject of attack. Hmm. And then I realized that, oh, and now this is my thought experiment. Hmm. I can foresee how a bunch of people in the South of America... The South of America. The South of America. <laughs> not South America. Uh, not, yeah. That's um, funny. But how they, irrespective of the actual history of Confederacy, mm-hmm. grew up with an affinity for the symbol. Hmm. And now that the symbol's attacked, they're like, hmm. you can't take this away from me. Yeah. And it actually has nothing to do with the truth of, of history. Hmm. It's like, I have grown... Like, I was just like, oh my gosh, in this really quick moment... I had this minor affection for this car. Yeah. And like, how dare you get rid of that car? You can't take away that car. And then I had no basis except for this emotional yeah. pull inside of me. And then I think if you grow up in the South and it's told that these are these are your people, these are your symbols, hmm. this, is your, like, this is your identity, this is like, you come from this and like, you're misunderstood. It wasn't about slavery. It was more about these state rights or, you know what yeah. I mean? Like all of these sort of things. And, and even there's conflicting evidence that could support some of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So you start to realize like, Oh, this is who I am. And then when people start to go after your si- symbol, mm. was, you know what I mean? Like forget the objectivity of, of history. I'm like, I could see where the defensiveness comes from. Yeah. And I was just kind of struck by this like micro moment where the, mm. where I read that headline about the Dukes of Hazard car. And I realized, mm. Huh, on a much more extreme case, yeah. I wonder if that's where they're at. Like it's yeah. uh, like they're they're so emotionally invested in it yeah. that they can't detach yeah. and recognize how they themselves are wrapped up in the false narrative about Confederacy, yeah. right? Yeah. That's I such a good point. And that's such a good reminder for even you know, for me to even think and reflect, okay, what am I holding on to so tightly? Because I've even either assimilated it into my identity and it's not my identity right the confederate flag isn't anyone's identity Mm -hmm. there's yeah anyways uh i i was reading something about that flag yesterday that after the civil war no one waved the confederate flag it wasn't until the early 1900s when civil rights started picking up that people readopted the flag readopted the flag interesting as anti-civil rights hmm so it's deeply racist. No arguments there, you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, like what in my own heart and my own life have I just held on to that if someone came for it, I would just attack? I don't know. It's good to think about. What about, about. being an American? Because I, I, I felt this way the last Canada Day for the very first time. Uh-huh. I was like, should I be proud to be a Canadian? Mm. And, you know, being a believer, we, we, like, we, ha- we hold this belief that our citizenship is in heaven. Like, yeah. we're not, we're strangers. We're foreigners in this yeah. land. So, like, in what way, like, imagine if we were in Europe 
as tourists, essentially, hmm. I couldn't have a personal pride for the country I was visiting, right? And so as a believer, should we have, hmm. should we have a personal pride attached to the country that we live in? Hmm. Or do we just have an admiration for a country hmm. the way I would if I was visiting, like, Europe? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, I, I don't know, I'm trying to frame it up. And, mm-hmm. I'm, and I, I could be way off base, but anyway, sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. No, 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 it's fine. Because I think, because we did kind of talk about this. And, and kind of part of my thing comes down to is, I think everyone should feel proud of the community they're part of. Because you should feel proud that you're contributing to the growth and positive, hopefully your positive influence in your community. Right. Um, and so I don't think there's anything wrong to be proud of that, you know. I'm, I'm happy to be contributing to a community and to a society that's growing and benefiting everyone. Um, and, and so you think of that on a micro scale. You think about, like, we live in the town of Ajax. Oh, I'm, I'm proud to live in Ajax. It's a great Am area. I Are you? I don't feel proud. I think mean, I'm grateful to be here. Yeah. But I don't feel prou- proud to be from Ajax in any sort of way. Hmm. I feel proud to be from Scarborough, to okay. be honest. Yeah. So, like, but, like... I don't know. I, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, this is total thought experiment, raw thoughts. I don't know where to land on this, but I'm like, is there legitimacy in being proud of being a Canadian? And I think mm. this, the, the catalyst for thinking this way was obviously yeah. like rec- reconciling with our dark history as Canadians, yeah. the way we've treated blacks and indigenous. Right. So, uh, but, and, and other groups, uh, yeah. like, uh, yeah. Anyway, I know we had some, uh, group of Asians, build railroads i don't remember yes. which which people i don't know if it was the chinese or japanese but or someone else it was chinese um yeah so yeah reconciling with your your dark history as a nation and then also like i understand there's a redemption piece and justin trudeau said this beautiful thing about okay we reconcile with our past but we want to take pride in the country we're building yeah it towards and yeah. i think that there's legitimacy there but i'm yeah. I understand it in one sense, but also I'm trying to, like, wrestle through, like, as a believer, should I have national pride? Hmm. Like, I, it's, if I truly am a stranger, if I truly am a wanderer, um, I do not belong to this world. If I go to Europe uh, with a backpack on my back and I'm in Spain and I'm like, this is amazing. I love this. I go to Budapest. This is awesome. I love this about the culture. I love this about the architecture. I, it doesn't, it's not the same as having a pride for it. Yeah. And I wonder if I can, am I sell, like, I don't, know. I, I don't know. This is just some meandering I've been having. Yeah, I think it's a good question and a good point. Because I guess even, because my answer when we talked about it a little bit on Canada Day was, yeah, you should be proud because you should be proud of your community and what you're pouring into. But I, as you're talking now, I'm understanding, oh, but like that set, like, the emotion, like a positive emotion isn't necessarily pride. Right. Right? So I, I can feel positively about living in Ajax, positively about living in Canada, positively about being from America. But does that coincide with being proud? Proud to be. Yeah. Because when I'm you say proud, proud to... to be an American, <laughs> where at least I know I'm free. I can keep going. <laughs> And I won't forget the ones who died, who gave their lives for me. So I proudly stand up. 
There's your more. To you. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna cut you off. That was entertaining. Uh, um, so funny. Right. So I, because I'm grateful to be a Canadian. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, why am I grateful? I, I think of like the the freedom. I think about the opportunity. I think hmm. about the diversity I grew up and the experiences that that lent itself to me because of my upbringing. Yeah. But at what point, like, I think to have pride in your nationality mm-hmm. is to make your nationality a, a part of your identity. And I don't know if that's like a, I don't know if that's a Christian thing. I don't know. Mm. And I, I'm not saying it's not. Yeah. I, I, I'm literally, I just don't know the answer to that. Yeah. No, I mean, because there's the obvious side of nationalism isn't Christian. Correct. So, but is there this medium where... You can be proud. You know, it's hard because what almost happens is if you say no as a Christian, you can't be proud of being an American. Then there's a level at which, okay, well, we we actually lose a little bit of influence because I, I think if someone told me, oh, I'm not, I'm a Christian, I'm not proud to be an American or I don't identify as an American. I'm like, oh, well, to me, uh, you've automatically disqualified yourself from politics and government and a certain level of influence into where the nation goes. Interesting. Because you've taken yourself out of the community. Hmm. So uh, there's got to be some sort of medium, because I do see what you're saying where you're like, yeah, yeah, no, 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 like my first identity, my first place is heaven. Like I'm proud to be a son or, or, or daughter of God. Right. And that's my number one. Yeah. But I, I do believe if you want to have a level of influence, you have to have buy-in into your community. You have to belong to the community. You do. And so hmm. I, I see, cause a part of me is like, yeah, like no. Yeah. Like, I want to say like, no, you shouldn't be proud because right. you should be so focused on heaven. But I think when I, when I think through that, I'm like, Oh, but you, then what happens is, you actually separate yourself from the people you live with. You separate right. yourself from your neighbor in a way that I don't, I don't think you should. Hmm. Um, because I think we all have buy-in into the world that we live in to make it better. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being proud of that. Hmm. Now being proud of everything your nation has ever done. No, please don't be because right. every nation has a sordid history somewhere along the lines. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I'm mulling over like, what does it mean to be proud of being a Canadian? Certainly grateful. Mm -hmm. And I love that I'm Canadian. I I genuinely do. Mm -hmm. I just, yeah. Anyway, I wish I had done more deep thinking. I mean, I feel like I've done some, but I could come to the table with more refined thoughts, but I'm clearly in the middle of this process. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's coming up in so many of us right now because of what's happening. Right, right. And and we're having to face, in Canada and in America, I mean, America more so, I feel like, to be honest, but in Canada too, it's coming up of yep. having to face our past. And what do you do with that? How How do you not internalize shame, but you're honest with where your nations come from? Right. And, and uh, I personally didn't do squat. But yet, I'm still a benefactor right. of, cons- of, of decisions um, that, that I have to recognize and wrestle with now. Um, and also, as a citizen of the community, 
take ownership to make changes. Right. And so it is hard. Am I proud to be American? Right now, it's really tough to say yes. Normally, in a heartbeat, I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love being from America. It's such right. a special place. Yeah. There's no country like it. Like, I'm, I'm so... Pr- I, I watched Hamilton today. Just tears. Just tears. Um, and obviously, it's not a 100% accurate depiction. Um, but just the sentiment of, like, where we've come from mm. as Americans and standing for freedom and revolution um, and even just reflecting with the Lord after of like, I think I'm always going to have a little bit of rebellion in my heart. Hmm. And that's part of because of where I was born and where I grew up. Right. I'm just a little rebellious in nature. Um, That's true. (laughs) About me? Yeah, that's true. There's always a little rebel in you. (laughs) And it (laughs) comes out often. (laughs) Yeah, I should just say that around the house. Your America is showing. Your America is showing. <laughs> LOL. Which is uh, just so funny because Canadians are not rebellious. At no. All. And almost to a fault. I um, don't think so. I think so in this way <laughs> because I'm witnessing COVID regulations. Right. You just said, okay, we've had in Ontario less than two, less than 200, maybe even less than 100 new cases in our entire province of Ontario. Right. Okay. We're still not allowed to eat in restaurants. My sister lives in North Carolina. I'm not saying this is a good thing, but my sister lives in North Carolina. Restaurants inside are allowed to um, occupy at 50% capacity. She sat inside a restaurant three weeks ago. They're at like, North Carolina is at like thousands of new cases a day. I don't think you're making your point. No, no, this is, this <laughs> is I'm like, no, no, no. My point hasn't been made yet. I haven't even gotten to it yet. Oh, okay. This is my point. Canadians ain't changed shit. Canadians just rolled over. Canadians just haven't. No, there was like those that one protest and then nothing. Everyone's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna wait till the vaccine comes out until I'll, I'll like you know yeah. I don't I don't feel comfortable going to church but until there's we're vaccine. Not dying. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, I, no, no one has really stopped to be like, well, maybe we can open up, like, 50% capacity or, or, oh, maybe we can, you know. But we good right now. Do we need to make masks mandatory? We're having less than 100 cases a, a, a day in the province and we just made masks mandatory? There's just, I'm not saying that they're the bad regulations. And if you're listening, please follow government guidelines. Please wear a mask when you go out yeah. around people. And when you see Natalie in person, give her ish. <laughs> no, Throw no, no. a tomato at her. But what I'm just saying is, like, no one pushed back. Yeah, because this is a global pandemic. Why? I don't, I actually don't, I do not know what your critique is right now. I'm like, fam, (laughs) you're just proving why Canada is bomb right now. No one questioned the government. Um, because it seemed pretty reasonable because we were listening to the CDC more than you guys were. We were listening to your CDC more than we were listening to people who know more than us. We were listening to scientists and healthcare professionals. It's just weird for me to trust experts, (laughs) not trust experts (laughs) to be in an environment where there isn't a level of skepticism of the government. Um, do we have a healthy skepticism of government? Um, no, I don't think I've ever heard the anyone say anything against the Canadian government. We definitely trust that our government has our back. Mm-hmm. Like our, our food safety standards are better than America, higher than America. And, but we don't have like meat recalls like you guys every other week. Like 
I don't know, man. Americans don't care at all about meat recalls. We're not thinking about that at all. Y'all should. <laughs> you guys can't even buy a burger in peace? Huh? I don't know what you're talking about. I've eaten plenty of burgers in peace. Yeah, and you probably have worms because of it. <laughs> Jeez, y'all are crazy down south. Southern Canada is crazy. I just am like, oh, like it's so odd to me to live in a place where no one's at least having conversations of like, oh, was that weird that the government just did that? Whereas, like, government can't sneeze in America without someone saying that was terrible or that was great. And um, so it's just odd. Even, like, I guess there, this this was tragic, but Canada had one of its largest uh, mass shootings in Nova Scotia during uh-huh. the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it got as much media coverage as it actually would have normally because it was, like, right towards the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. In reaction, Trudeau passed sweeping gun legislation. Yeah. Just, like, auto. I only heard one thing about it. I didn't hear anyone talk about it. That's right. Nova Scotia, you guys can't handle guns. Put it away. Put your toys away. So, now. So federally, across Canada, I think it's like a ban on semi-automatics. It's a ban on certain rifles. It's a ban on certain, like, other accessories. Okay, I, yeah. I honestly... Well, I don't think you need an assault rifle. It's called an assault rifle. Get a hunting rifle. Listen, if you live in those northern parts of Canada where it's just you and the moose... What you gonna do? That moose is bigger than your car. <laughs> if anyone has the right to guns, it's freaking Canadians. Okay, well, if, if, if anywhere is gonna go unenforced, it's gonna be up north with the mooses. So I think it's a win-win. No, that's a good point. So that's true. Like, should we have banned assault rifles? Well, it's really not really about the ban. It's not the you point. Know, it's like, they did. should we question the fact that a sweeping ban could happen without... Yeah, without anyone talking about it, it seems like. And maybe Can- Canadians well, are listening and thinking, oh, I totally knew about this, and da da And if you did, message me, and I'll retract my statement. Sure. But I only saw one person talk about it on Facebook. No one in person, no one anywhere else. I wonder what Jameet Singh had to say. You know, I don't yeah, know. Yo, he's the man. Um, yeah, I just... <laughs> it's just different vibes up here. That's all I got to say. It's true, it's true. Uh, how do I think about that? What do I think about the government suite? Like, okay... I understand what you're saying. I don't know, man. I actually, I, I, I'm so far from conceding ground here, but that's fine. Yeah. Anyway, and I'm not saying Canada did anything wrong. But you're, it's not. It's weird to be in a country where there's no skepticism towards the government. Yeah, where no one says anything when we're at less than a hundred cases. Oh no, we'll we'll speak up. For instance, when the government, when the government. Um, starts to dabble in morality. So, like, for instance, when we, uh, when the government passed, like, uh, like two summers ago or last summer, mm-hmm. the government did this thing where, like, yeah, if you want summer student funding, you have to sign on to the statement that says that you're, poor, like, n- this is a generalization. There's more nuance to this. But kind of, like, if you want summer funding, and churches are a big benefactor of this, mm-hmm. you have to sign on the statement saying that you're, uh, like, kind of pro-life. Sorry. Pro choice. Oh, and, interesting. And and the church was like up in arms, and the lawyers were out, and they were writing governments to the government. But the, that's writing not letters even the a government. legislated thing here. What's the point of the statement? No, no, they were fighting the government, saying that they're infringing on religious rights. Because well, that's why I'm wondering why was the government even asking that? Because the government doesn't even like really legislate it in a positive. That's the or point. So way. there is there is like a, there is a I think a healthy skepticism because as soon as that popped up, they're like, no, 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 cut this out. Yeah. So I think it's I think it, I think it can be there. I just don't think we care for guns, so I don't think that's definitely where we would. 
Yeah, there's no one that likes America like guns. But I don't know if I said this. I don't think it was in this podcast. I think I was actually talking to someone about it. Okay. Actually, yes, it was a coworker. And I was talking about American politics. And the reason, so the Second Amendment right to bear arms is not just a right to have guns. It's the right to have a well-armed militia in case the government you ever need to overthrow a corrupt government. So which I think is boss. It is boss. Now, the government do should people, be in fear of the people. That's that's yes, a good thing. It is a good thing. Now, do people take it too far and is it too easy to get guns? Yes. For sure. Should there be extensive background checks and regulation? Should you be able to have a semi-automatic weapon? I don't believe so. You know, I'm I'm I there yeah, we have too many gun deaths in America. That is a fact. Um but it is hard. I like where the law came from. I like yeah, the heart of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I do like the I heart of it. The like fact the that and they were they were rebelling against a government that was like the British Empire when mm-hmm. they were getting treated properly. You so. should watch Hamilton. You've never even listened to it, have you? I listened to it, but the problem with listening to Hamilton as a Canadian is I don't know the history well enough oh, to understand what's happening. You don't know enough because you have to. You kind of have to know the okay, history. First to appreciate. of all, there's plenty of Canadians that have listened to it. Also, they do. They have a Toronto sh- showing of the play. I'm I'm sure I could watch it and understand, uh-huh. but to listen to the soundtrack, I don't know enough to know the nuances and the the lyrics to understand what's happening. I can't appreciate it. Because uh, remember when we I watched don't think it? Watching. What? Sorry, remember when we listened to it driving back from California? Uh huh. And you were like breaking down all the events that he was referencing, and I'm like, I have no clue what any of these mean. Oh. So it's like. But I feel like you can get them from context clues. No, because you have you to know. Yeah, you have to know more of the context to understand the, the context. What What context do you feel like you're missing? I do not know. I this is what I know about Hamilton. Mm-hmm. It's Hamilton was. Uh, don't correct me yet. I'm going to say everything I know, and then you can correct me. Okay. Hamilton was maybe a founding father, <laughs> okay. or or maybe he wasn't. Oh, okay. Or, so I think he was close with the founding fathers, and it has something to do with l- starting America and leaving Britain. Okay, that's what I know. That's okay. actually everything I know. What's right, what's wrong. There you go. He was a founding father. He was a founding father? He was a founding Booyah. father. Um, he's on the $10 bill. He is? Yep. Alexander Hamilton's on the $10 bill. I can see bill. Hamilton on a $10 US bill. Yes, you can. Wow, okay. Um, he is the father of our banking system. Okay. So Wall Street owes it all to him, which is very interesting that Hamilton, part of Lin-Manuel Miranda's writing of the of the musical Hamilton was... He was reading the biography and he started feeling like, oh, this is hip hop. The storyline of, of Hamilton's life lended itself to rap and hip hop in a way that Lin-Manuel Miranda immediately started rapping in his head about certain things. So he takes what he sees as a come up story, right? It's Alexander Hamilton is an orphan, an immigrant, shows up in the colonies and becomes the founding father. That is the ultimate come up story. That is. That's pretty cool. It is. And so Miranda writes the whole thing as this. That's why it's it's all rap and hip hop. There's actually a few jazz numbers in it, which is kind of fun. Um, And it's predominantly people of color. Um, 
that are portraying these white characters. Hmm. And it's really cool. You miss some of the nuance of actually how Hamilton is a hero for sure, but he's also was a slave owner and he started Wall Street. He is why we have a centralized banking system that is arguably hurting anyone living below the poverty line in America at this moment. So, Hmm. in a way, he really, he's, he's this great guy to watch grow, but we have been negatively influenced by some of his policies, Hmm. even to this day, and what he's built in. Some, he knocked out of the park. He was a huge proponent for the new U.S. Constitution, the U.S. Constitution that we have now. He really defended, and he wrote a lot, he wrote the Federalist Papers, um, cornerstones of American literature um, for government. He did so much for us. But yeah, there are some things about him where I'm like, so I'm like watching Hamilton and I'm like so inspired, of course, but then I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, but also like half these people own slaves, unfortunately. And there is, there were people that were abolitionists and you do see that, that, that touched on. Yeah, right. yeah. Lawrence was an abolitionist. Um, Hamilton's wife was an abolitionist. Um, I think maybe even he was as well, but I think culturally it was just ahead of him. So ingrained. Right. I think, I mean, George Washington owned slaves, Jefferson owned slaves. Um, a lot of other people. Yeah. Well, the whole world at that time didn't like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Um, but all that to say, you don't necessarily need to know all the events to understand that this is a guy that came from nothing. And he goes through a lot of stuff. Like he has an affair, he, he loses his son, and you see the highs and lows of, of a man whose ego is big enough to change the world. You know? Yeah. And you see yeah, that. Yeah. You see pride be his downfall, but you also see it without it. You know, we wouldn't have certain aspects of American life today mm. because he fought for them. I don't know. I think it's like if I, if I never saw the Lion King, but you played the soundtrack for me, mm-hmm. I would have snapshots of the story, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't really understand the movie. Here's why I tell you it's wrong for Hamilton because everything there, there's only like two minutes of dialogue that isn't in the soundtrack. Everything's in the soundtrack. Yeah, but I don't know what's happening. You, then, it d- barely even shows you in the play. All right, well, I'll watch the play and I'll find out. It's three hours. I'm not watching the play. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, <laughs> you, this is what I'll say. There was a... F- I've listened to that soundtrack backwards and frontwards so many times. Oh, I, I know. I have, like, the first half memorized. You... Th- watching it was incredible because there were some really amazing parts that were really elevated. Like... The parts, the King George, were so elevated by his presence, um, the actor's presence on the stage. But most of the Hamilton songs, it was like, okay, cool, they're dancing. Also, rap is kind of hard to pick up the first time. What are you, like, listening? Like, I, I don't know about it? you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't listen to a rap album and hear all the words and comprehend what's happening on the first couple go around. It's, it's not really mumble rap. It's like very straightforward rap. No, I know, but I'm just saying rap is rap. Like it's it's hard to How hear it. How does a bastard or thin son of a whore and a Scots? What did I just say? I literally rapped it to the exact cadence that it's it's rapping. Okay, so someone who came from a broken home. Uh huh. 
Oh, you want to do the next 45 minutes? Stop. No, we're not going to do this. Get out of here. Okay. Uh, any last things? Let's wrap it up. Uh, ooh, I'm getting a call. All right. Everybody, peace out. <laughs> Love you guys. Enjoy uh, your days. Love y'all. Bye.